Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Uh, Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. expressed on Geek Father are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their affiliates, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is for the parents and not for the kiddies. Geek Fire! Can you try one more time? Say no. Geek Father real loud. Geek Fire way out! I just did it. And welcome back, guys. That's right, if you're hearing this Sweet, sweet voice soothing your soul. Wow. Scotty P back with my partner in crime, my sidekick, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Smash. What's up? Hey, guys. We're just a symphony of sexy over here coming into your ear holes. Stereo of of. We should probably cut, you know, it's a geek dad thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it is for the parents, though. Kitty should not be listening to this. Please don't let your children listen to this. No, because we are the geek fathers. Bringing all the trials and tribulations of being geeky parents to the wild and crazy world that we live in. And things are even wilder now, man. The past couple years have been weird, but it's getting weirder. That's right. So. Being a parent these days, it's like living in the Wild West. Woo! But but not with Will Smith. No, not the Wild Wild West. Okay, just the Wild West. Just the Wild West. Okay, fair. No giant spiders are on the horizon or... Yeah, not the, no, <laughs> not this far south. Uh, I don't think. Okay, good. yeah, we're not in Australia. We're not, you know, yeah, not not in any like we're not in the Georgia. Con- Delta. Yeah, definitely not in Australia. So, we're one out. You know, we're you know nine out of ten. Everything it can kill you. True. Yeah. True. So, but guys, welcome back. I know uh, the beginning of this year unfortunately started kind of rocky, mm-hmm. but we we've made it through. We've we've all made through some additional quarantine. Co- positive COVID testing happening and Every, everything else. Everybody's so, still here with us. So that is true. Everybody is still healthy, going, kicking strong, doing what we need to do. Guys, so thank you for sticking around. I know that like I said, we, we, we try to stay away from the mini episodes whenever possible, but again, we don't want to not have content for you as well. Even if it's just a quick few minutes while you're on a on a quick smoke break or something at work, you know. So but it's been a few weeks, man. It has. It's crazy getting back into the rhythm of things for 2022. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get together when you... It's hard to get together. Life's crazy. It's funny. It's yeah. Where you feel like you can't go anywhere, you still feel like you're never, you're never just in place. Well, the whole thing is, too, is like we could sit there and be like, have multiple boring nights at home. We're doing our own thing. And then as soon as we're like, yo, man, we, should, we need to record the next episode... 
and then shit just happens. Yeah, the moment that we make the plan right. is when it all goes to shit. Which yeah. is why we usually just record basically the day before or two before we release the episode because that <clears throat> usually has it in our brain or just the the way things tend to function with us is is just like we know we got to get it done. We're gonna get a gun. Get, get we're not getting a gun. <laughs> no, no, not. not <laughs> we're getting it done without shining. I mean, we're doing it no different than we would like say three days ago. But again, just for us mentally, it's like it's just getting oh, to their eardrums a little more fresh. That's right. What that is. Well, and, and that's the way I actually. I, it's I don't not like sitting it that on way. the shelf. It's not sitting on the shelf. Editing isn't always fun the next day. No, but. <laughs> That's I, I I take that upon myself. I know you've said that you would do more editing, but I take that upon myself. You have fun. You're the data guy. I'm the editing guy. That's fine. So you can. I'll, I will take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting older now. I like my naps. I, so I would love a nap. Holy shit. Yeah, naps are the greatest thing I, ever. I can't even think the last time I actually took a nap. But the problem is too is that I. Now it may be different now because it has been some years. But if if I were to take a nap, I could probably still go to sleep at night it used to be if i took a nap yeah i mean i'm already kind of a night owl still even in my 40s even after having a couple of kids but if i were to take a nap at one point it would have been like well i'm not going to sleep until like 5 a.m mm. and then i got to be up like two hours later anyways yeah you know? that's so no, it's that shit's no bueno now i can tell you right. i just i just took 39 yesterday and i feel every bit of 39 and a happy birthday to our homie smash thank you um, who shares a birthday with my youngest. That's right. And happy birthday to Leland. Leland who, the big old five on that one, mm. sir. Man, he... You hit the, uh, got the, hit the, hit the, uh, the next odd number. Yes. Odd numbers are always, seem to be fun. I don't well, know the, what the, it is about the, the odd well, number you, age. you have one, five. Three. Well, yeah, because it, it is the, yeah, the, the terrible threes more than the terrible twos these days. Oh, fuck. Listen, you that know? whole, that whole bullshit <laughs> with the terrible twos... I get right. that you see it kind of kicking off there. That's, but, you know, their personality is starting but, to kind of show. But age three, holy shit. Yeah. So see, then you get to four. Yeah. Okay. And four, at least for me, seemed a little little steadier. And then, But then you got to five. It was just all attitude. Yeah. You know, it was, the no was more prevalent. Well, see, with Logan, there's a reason why we call him Sour Patch. Because he, he's our just like, he'll, he'll get grumpy real quick. Yeah. He, he's, he's like his mama, so, you know. Grumpy Smurf. Oh, yeah. We call Leland essentially um, our sweetheart, or uh, what was it? It was something. There was something else uh, because he'll he'll he be he will be perfectly loving, and then all of a sudden he'll just be like, "No, I'm gonna do this. You go away." Yeah. Whoa, bro. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sure. Whatever works for you. That's all. That's not blood sugar. That's all personality right that there. Comes come through. Like yeah. I'm gonna be nice as long as I I can. But when I need a space, you need to back the fuck up. True. True. I mean, he, he still gets a little bit of sassy on him. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh. So. And, but, five, and five is, you know, five's, five's just, I th- I think it's the, I really do, I feel like it's the it's the odd years that, you know, where it's like things start to present just so much more. And with my kid, you know, five, seven, and then nine. And nine hit, it was just like. It's totally different, you know. Now ten right. has been the continuation of what, of what has what developed at the age of nine. But I feel like once she gets to eleven, it's going to be. Well, you, you'll or, still or you'll more. still have a little bit of eleven, but at thirteen, because also whatever societal classification you give it, thirteen is 
the official teenage years. Yes. Even though they've already been double digits for a couple years, 13 is the... Well, well ele- let's say... Let's say 11 it's, it's, teen just doesn't sound right, you know. 11 teen, but 13 is the official, like, the average puberty age, essentially, is what it comes down which to. Which is why for, it's... Yes, which is why it's considered for... We got a while, but like I say, the, the fucking odd years, yeah. man. It's the odd years that you got to just take a breath, okay, and just step by step. You know, <laughs> you know, you saw. It's like uh, it's like the movie The Martian, uh, where he's like at the end of the movie, he's teaching the class. He's just like, listen, you solve one problem, then another, then another, another. and then another, and eventually yeah. you may come out of it alive. I'm paraphrasing, but that's been, it's a great. Oh scene. sure, yeah. But oh wow, I haven't watched that in a good while. That's I feel like that's, that's I feel a, like I'm perfect, getting yeah. now. I'm getting more into that ter- territory where it's just like, all right, I'm gonna take care of one problem yeah. at a time. All right, we are dealing with today. What has happened today? What is supposed to happen today? Yes. Not what will. What is supposed to happen? And let's go hour by hour now. Yeah, you know, you just We're do your t- full breakdown. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, that pile over there. We're gonna deal with this first. Okay. The, he's crying at this. She's crying at that. We're gonna deal with this right now because you have to in the moment. But then you have to expect that that's literally just going to be like, if you expand that over a year, it's like yeah. those big arc issues that come. It's like, and always in the back of your mind are like, do I lose my shit here or do I stay zen? Yeah. Mm. Do Do I go to the gym and do the punching bag or do I kick the <laughs> right. shit out of something? You yeah. know, it's like, do yeah. I, yeah. Do I scream into the pillow or do I do the punching bag? Okay. But whatever it is, I've got to be understanding because they're getting to a point where, you know, their emotions, you know, are, well, are kids. Are, we've talked about it before. Kids pick up on the stuff, right? But it's also when they get older now, especially like both of mine now, where they have the realization of why you're upset or what mm. it, you know, what's causing the disarray has a direct effect on them. And there's a know? time in which it manifests too, because sure. they can they can see something or whatever, pay, you know, pick up something, you know, at one age, let's say five or six, but it may not be seven or eight. That that comes out, you yeah. know what I mean? Where that you can see that they picked up on it, and that's at the times where you go, okay, I think okay, that that one was a mistake. Right. I should not have. If I remember, I lost my shit, or I grounded him for this when they didn't do anything wrong because the teacher was a asshole and told me incorrectly. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. went off on the kids, and then my kid got in trouble for nothing. That sort of thing, where I didn't believe. Okay, I made a mistake there because now I see it's coming back at me. Well, see, you know what. And you're giving me a perfect segue here into a, a show that I just started watching recently, and I just started season two on it. It's oh, a, tell me. I love shows. Uh, t- tell me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> calm down, Dr. Frankenfurter. I'm, I'm about to tell you about the show. Oh, tell me. As I see you shiver with <laughs> Patient? Patient. You know, it's... Yeah, that was horribly timed there. No, it really was. Um, it's going to be legend. But, but no. you talk... <laughs> But you talked about manifestation. Um, What's ironic, or not even ironic, just coincidental, is that the age of the main character in this show is seven when powers manifest. Yeah, wow. Um, And it's Raising Dion on Netflix that I've been... uh, Like I was kind of explaining to you where, unfortunately, it does have a slight slow burn in the first few episodes. Like, there's interesting stuff, but it's more of just like... All right, you know something is going on, but get to the good shit. Yeah. You know, get get to the nerdy shit of things. So fortunately, I was I was able to make it through the slow burn on things, and it picked up quick after a couple episodes. And you're just like, all right, now the story's getting a little bit of meat to it, you know. But it's essentially I, I don't want to give spoilers on it because it's still a relatively new show. No, but tell us what it's about. It's I'm about, listening. 
It's about a wonderful child, Dion, who mistakenly sees that he's manifested powers by he's doing something and like his um, Fruit Loops come floating out of his bowl and they're floating around the kitchen and stuff. But of course, at first, the mom doesn't see it. Very cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, doesn't see it, doesn't, you know, all this stuff is going on. And, of course, he gets spooked when she comes back into the room and everything falls to the floor. And it's, oh, I spilled it and making a mess while they're already running late for her to go to work, him to go to school, and blah, 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 blah. Ah, yes. And it's one of those great things where it's like a lot of the modern storytelling, though, where... A lot of flashbacks, you, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're given the history as certain things happen in the current story right. to help be prevalent and also give why things yeah. have happened and come to find out a certain event happens to his father, which things occurred, then they are married and then they have Dion and then you find out that this was because it's from the father. He's second generation on this thing that there are some scientists are finding out about and all this different things. But also you have a villain who you don't know who the villain is until like the very last episode. They were really good about that. Um, there is some foreshadowing to it, but it, it's one of those where there are some people who are like, oh, I knew that the whole time. Or you're going to go, holy shit, it was that guy, mm-hmm. you know. Not to spoil that it was a dude, but... It's very hard to do that for uh, audiences these days. Sure. Um, It was a lot easier. It was probably a lot easier in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s. But nowadays it seems like The method of thinking is different to to some extent. And the way storytelling is done. Mm Mm-hmm. Is different. I, I mean, well, like you say, even the way kids kids movies are done, I, I, they're actually done with a little more. Unlike unlike you know, let's say the Goonies or something, where it, it had it it had like the the adventurous tone, but it was still it was very you know kid like, right? That's what made it last. Sure, yeah. But now it's like oh, it seems like all right. There's a lot more serious tone to you know right. to how they're putting it across. So it may not last across generations. Like yeah. it had before, you know, and I feel right. like I, I, I like I saw the first episode of Raising Dion, mm-hmm. so I don't have any I don't have any you know skin in this game, but right. Well, it's it's a quick series. It's only nine episodes for the first season, mm-hmm. and but it, but it touches on those great points of like it may be somewhat stereotypical of some of these stories, yeah. But you know, at first the mom doesn't believe him. Sure. You know, but then she start, slowly starts to see things. But th- but the whole thing is is that his powers are growing as they're finding out things as well. So right. it's like, okay, we may be comfortable with this one thing, but now something new still happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a constant evolution with things. And then finding out other people who are involved. And, you know, it does a great, like, uh, who you're trying to find out this one, who this one person is. And they actually being, you know, they, they can be way more prevalent than you thought they would be. You just thought they were a piece of the puzzle, but they're part of the a big arc of things, not right. just a little thing here and there. You know, it's yeah. it's they're laid the, out very well once you once the steam yeah, gets. They're really like the rolling. dark matter of the, of that universe. It's, it's behind, like holding the story together until you. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there there's a lot the of glue. background stuff, and, and and there are a couple times where you just like. Ooh, that person is gonna. Ooh. Now, what what tropes does it hit? I I know it's got to hit some tropes. I mean, just the first episode I saw, the one episode. Oh, anywhere from him drawing his superhero costume like Spider Man to having you know he he's in a new school. Mm-hmm. They had to move. 
you know, uh, he's trying to make new friends, but he's trying to make friends with the certain group of kids who are being assholes. But there's a couple other kids who are actually trying to be cool with him, and but he's just sort of like, oh, you're there, and I guess you're you're all right, you're being nice, but I, I want to be friends with the kids that are skateboarding. That's what I want to do, type stuff. Yeah. And so it's, I'm just trying to think of any typical tropes that it really hits on. But, you know, it, it does, you know, the, the whole thing of, the you know, the more people find out about his abilities and stuff, the more trouble it brings or, yeah. you know, because one person will find out, well, we've got to try to do this to hide it from other people. And it actually gets them caught doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't reveal the secret, but they're getting fired from their job. They're losing their their loved one for because their loved one is involved with their job in certain things. Like, you know, it it touches just on that, that, that where you recognize, like, you'll be like, oh, they definitely pulled this reference. They pulled this reference. But it's... Well, yes. I mean, anything now is not going to be completely original. I mean, everything is sort of sure. a, to recap of something else at some point. And I'm sure somebody could sit there and sure. be like, "This whole series is based on well, it's based on a it is based on a comic book." Sure, so that's the first thing to to know as well. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure somebody could sit there and be like, "Well, they were doing that with that movie or that TV show 20 years ago." Okay, cool. But they did a really awesome job with this one. But now, you know, but now those sort of you know, but none of those sort of shows and movies are they are you know they they are the standard now in terms mm-hmm. of general entertainment. Well, um, the. Bingeability mm-hmm. is if that's even a word. I guess technically, I don't know. I don't know if bingeability is. Uh, but... Maybe I should use Urban Dictionary and try to put that in there. That and that's what Netflix has been really good at is the the bingeable type series and movies and shows that they they've been doing. They're they're one of the few where I don't think they don't always release stuff later. That when they release even a show. They typically release all episodes at the same time. Well, bingeable uh, is in the Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary, having multiple episodes or parts that can be watched in rapid succession. So it's bingeable, but the bingeability. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, can oh, it'll tell us. Let's see. Do I need to call um, Merriam-Webster? Let's try to get this. We're gonna get. We're gonna get this corrected. And oh. right meow. No, we'll call, we'll call him later. Well, we'll call Webster's Dictionary and be like, yo, we got the new... I, I don't even know because my, my, like, English is... Well, I can't even speak it apparently right now because I'm trying to think too many thoughts at the same time. But bingeability should definitely be in there just to be like if a show is bingeable. Well, I mean, you know, you you got you won half the battle there. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It, I don't know, you didn't but, win, but you said um, something that was... Close to I'll, being correct. I'll, I'll get my fi- I'll get my fifteen <laughs> yeah. seconds. It there wasn't somewhere. completely wrong what you said, and that in itself is a little victory. I'm sticking to bingeability. There you go. Binge-ability. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. The bingeability of that show is very yeah. very good. Coming next uh, from you know the Geek Father <laughs> merchandise, Geek Father's oh. bingeability T-shirts. I just thought of I just thought of the design for that shirt as well. I'm gonna we're gonna talk to our people on that one, and I definitely want to make that one. Oh, happen. we should get that out. Oh yes. So, and that's something that well, and I apologize because again with the hold up with the holidays and everything else, we the merch stuff is ground to a halt real quick. Um, but I am working on some ideas, and I'm trying to get some assistance with that as well because mm-hmm. I am not very proficient with the 
Photoshop-esque type programs at all, and I don't have a moment to sit down and learn it either. So. They're not too bad. We'll sit no, down. They, they we'll can, sit down together, to uh, old man. I may be just. I'm a few hey, years behind hey. you. That's, uh, <laughs> I, how, how many children Jebediah, do I? How many children do I have compared to you? Hey, I, hey, that just means you got more tech in the house. You should know better. It's simple tech. Not Photoshop simple type tech. tech. You like so, like YouTube. wood churning in the backyard. Like yes. what's simple? I make my own butter, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that the title of the show? That's right. I and make butter my own. goes <laughs> on everything or whatever the Julia Child. Oh, oh button. Yes. Right, we'll we'll work that out at the end. Um, oh no, we won't. No, no, they should never have to listen to either either of us do Chula's job. No, that's why I didn't go too far with that one. Uh, but raising Dion, like what you were talking about, was it, it definitely does a lot. Where the especially the the mom is, I mean, you find out right away the dad the dad died, so it's a single mom as well sure. dealing with this, you know, and where she's been kept in the dark about all sorts of shit. So the the parenting thing, the the parenting game is like hardcore in this one because she's like trying to hold a job that she's always late to because she's getting her son to school and then you know the shit you know the shit that any parent has just piled on top of it but when you're a single parent it just doubles up and triples up very very easily oh yeah so you it's know exponential uh, right the things that can pile up on you Absolutely. especially as a single parent uh just trying to get your kid anywhere. But I mean, if you're trying to get into work and get your kid together, but it's only you. Anyone mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't understand that doesn't experience it. Right. Or, you know, they have the sort of situation at home where they're not doing much and one other person another person's doing the most work. Right. Whatever the case is. Like anybody should be able to sit back. It's it, just think of it from an aspect of if you're in a you have a, a marriage, you're happy, both parents hundred percent involved, you know, it's a it's a team. Sure. Right. And then and then just sit back and you look and cut that in half and go, now if I didn't have that and still had to do all this that I normally do. Right. Holy, holy shit. shit. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so it's you know, and then of course there's the average, you know, any parent worth their salt worries about all the choices that they make. Is is, is that our parenting sitcom moment where where they, they come to the realization <laughs> yes. of the of the problem that's always been there and then they didn't realize until the twenty minute mark right before the credits of That's exactly what oh, this is. Oh, that's what happened there. Yeah. Okay. Now so. I understand. Thanks, Dad. Right. <laughs> right. It's yeah, so very much so. Right. Very <laughs> very Judd, we, Judd Nelson <laughs> in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I love you. Yeah. I, I love, love you, Dad. son. Yeah. I love you, son. Oh, very much so. But but that's 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 a joke um, that we've been making more on the side, but we've been trying to include in the episodes as well, just so people can keep an eye out for certain things like that. Is where the, it really is that we talked about it. We, we, well, we basically had that sitcom episode um, uh, where we, where unfortunately when we you know when we were first talking about Betty White and Bob losing Bob Saget and Betty and everything, but it really like the sitcoms really had that moment at the end of like the parents and the kids having like. Oh, gee, Willikers. Even modern sitcoms now still do it, where they're just like, that was the solution the whole time if we just stopped and did this. You, you know? And you know what kind of... It kind of makes me a little angry now when I watch these shows, whether it's older ones like, you know, not, uh, when I'm with my kid watching like Full House or Family Matters or right. anything like this, is that uh, for some of the shows um, was a chance to spotlight 
uh, certain things that hadn't been before and bring it out to the masses, which is a good thing. It also sure. shows a positive depictions of fathers and, and, you know, and people, Absolutely. these type of parents that are really going to, they'll sit and they'll listen to you and talk to you, which is wonderful, you know, well, to see that. But uh, Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Was and, and, the ultimate, if you, if you think about it, he was like, not the first, but definitely the most current mainstream single parent. Now, he had Joey and whatever helping out, like John Stamos, you know. Yeah, I don't think we can classify him as a single parent. Maybe on paper you can, but he had so much help. He, he technically did have a bunch of help, but but you got to remember the first episode was that was the whole purpose of where he him as a single parent was like, I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole reason of bringing in... Why can I not think of uh, John Stamos' character's name? You had Joey and... Listen, you've infected me with your old man brain now. And now I I can't... It's... uh, uh, Let's see. There's Joey, Danny, and uh, Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Jesse. (laughs) I knew it because I was afraid to... Like, I'm sitting here going, it's a J. But Mm -hmm. all I can sit there and think of is John for John Stamos. (laughs) Like... I don't, sorry. Next, anyway. next T-shirt coming up. DJ squared. There, there you go. go. Yes, all the great ideas flow when we do the shows like this, and then that's another reason why I love doing this, like the way we do it, because it's just the the brains are 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 functioning, yeah. but they get a little extra going when yeah. we and they're fresh with all the bullshit from the week yeah, and all true. the good things from the week and everything yes. in between. But I will say with the sitcoms. What makes me upset watching them now is that, you know, I watch them and I go, I appreciate what they're trying to show here at the same time. That is so fucking unrealistic of how oh, it is yeah. to be a parent. Like, and yeah, it almost yeah. makes you, I could like, I could see my, my mom when I was a kid and we're watching that go, that's, that's not how that yeah, shit that, works at all, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, even to sit there and go back to something consistent, like with Full House, you look, you look at where they live in San Francisco in the 80s, you're like, okay, that's a decent house. And then you go look at the same type of house now in San Francisco, you're like, I'll never be able to afford... I could barely afford a room in that house, much less the whole thing. Well, yeah. And at that you time know, in the 90s, you know. Yeah. So it's it's like... The decade where we peaked. Yeah. The decade where we peaked. But 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 the, to me, that's even where a lot of it comes from, whether it's single parenting or the parent that, like... Where, where they, I don't want to say this the wrong way, as in just, I want to make sure I'm accurate in how I say, say it. it. Just say it. Where the parent has the job where, oh, I never make enough money, or, you know, I don't do something. Like where they may be a teacher, where you know mm-hmm. they paycheck make low paycheck. Pay. Yeah, where you know they make the low pay, but then you see the house that they have in the show, and you're like, there's no way they're affording that on a teacher's salary, even with if they were, like, still have a partner in the show. Who has a somewhat decent job? You're just like, there's no way they're making that work. No, there's no, no way. No. And if you're watching that, you know, and you're probably going, listen, I, I like this, I love the show, but that kind of pisses me off. It's like, no, there's no way. Yeah. I don't know anyone or, that lives like that or sits down and has these kind of. You can sit down. And, the house and home alone. Oh well, yeah. You, I mean, you, you're sitting there going, "What the fuck was his dad doing?" Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. How many people over? How many rooms you have? Yeah, and and all these plane tickets to Paris, and like I don't care if it was the '80s. Flying overseas was still kind of expensive, even back then. Yeah. Not as expensive now, but still expensive. And then you see the house where you're just like everybody still has their own room, even though they're a guest in the house. Yeah, I I grew up 
when I was really young and I could remember thinking, watching, you know, you know, what, my mom worked a lot and single mom. Right. So it was just me and my um, older brothers. Mm-hmm. And then, so, of course, I got to watch a lot of things that I probably. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't watch back then but you know you watch even if you watch older 80s movies and you look at the, that the same thing the houses that you know and you for me I, I at a young age i kept going i mean is that so we're not living so every i mean that's what everybody pretty much has yeah you know to me that was like i guess that's what we're supposed to have like that's you know but we don't have that i don't understand why we don't have that you yeah. know what i mean it gave me yep. uh it gave me like just a false um representation of what absolutely how people live in america and i don't know maybe it was like that for a lot in the late 80s early 90s but i mean definitely now that is definitely not well it it falls into the whole thing of where yes i understand hollywood you're telling a story so you build the story around what's appropriate for what people do even the people like in a lot of even current day shows where they're like oh my goodness i'm broke but you still have a way better apartment in new york than what the actual cost of renting an apartment like that would be you know and efficiency and, in New York. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, is, you know, more than we, you know, we would pay here in rent or mortgage. The, the room that we record in and maybe, maybe even your living room area, which is the room right next would to be us, it. would be it. But that would cost like, that would be an apartment in New York and could cost easily $1,500 to a couple grand. Yeah. And that doesn't even guarantee utilities. And I'm just like, hold on. Now, can you be uh, imagine? Can you imagine being living in New York, being stuck inside during the pandemic? But in, in something that's well, small. No, some the, some people the, who survived that, you have all of my respect. Absolutely. Well, but those were where some of the the, uh, the great stories came from too. How like people like communicated and like there, there was some cool singing stuff outside that the happened. windows. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that happened all over the place. You know, yeah, the, but there, pretty there, amazing. There was some cool stuff about how people communicated and met and did stuff because they, normally they would. They wouldn't be there at a time when someone else would be stay on their balcony across the street. Mm-hmm. So they would hold up signs that communicate, you know, just real like remake of Dawn of the Dead in the mall where they're holding up signs that talk to each other. Yeah. You know, but it, it props to the people that made it work, survived it, and didn't totally lose all their models. Yeah. You know, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would have been, I would have been like, I'd have been trying to like Mission Impossible my ass. You know, oh, out yeah. of the building and doing something. Fuck yes. Well, no, that's the whole thing. You could leave your building, but like, can you imagine like the bodegas and stuff? How like how much trouble they would have had, or they probably had in New York. I didn't see anything specific, mm-hmm. but you know, they had their neighborhood store. But yet they're sitting there going, "No, buy your shit, get out, wear a mask, and don't." You know, I can only let two people in at a time Mm -hmm. when normally you may have 10 to 15 people in the store at one time with the morning rush. And, you know, it's, yeah, crazy. That's that's the amazing power of of movies and TV shows is that they, you know, they can make you think deeply about certain things and they can make you laugh and feel better. But it's never. They can also give you a false representation of how things are. Oh, for you sure, know, yeah, yeah, and that's why being a parent, even like being a geek father, when I when I let my kid watch certain things or there's certain things out in the world, you know, I even I have to you know tell like tell her like obviously you know that that's that's not the way it's you, we can try to make it that way. So be yeah. be better than my generation, but 
just so you know, like, I don't want, you know, you don't want to walk out of the world with this false representation and then have it all crashing down. Yeah. A lot of people can't handle that. Right. Even, even my own house, I love my house. There's, there's stuff that I want to do to the house realistically. But even myself, my little personal thing about this as well is that there are times where like I'm cleaning or doing something I'm just like well it should be this way because of this and then I sit there and go it should be that way because of I saw it on a show no yeah, like I love the way that was that's the way it should be right but do I actually like it I just yeah. is, is that a realistic thing for my house and for the way I live day to day yeah fuck no yeah fuck that's right no. fuck you HGTV and you're all of your lies <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> just I just had a flood of all those memes yeah. that came through about HGTV where they're like, I'm a ferret regular and my husband does <laughs> some type of day trading our budget like is, two hours a day. Our budget is $1.5 million. It's <laughs> like, what? And, you, and you're like, but, but some of those are kind of realistic where you're just like, yeah, my husband only works like two hours a day doing this like day trading stuff for the blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, and you're trying to buy a house for like $600,000. Yeah, I'm not sure oh. what's going on there. Okay, I want to go an old man tangent about it. I've been I've been spending a lot of time at my mom's because she's sick, so I work, right. I'll work from there during the day. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I can. yeah. Um, so she loves those shows, and I'm watching these as I'm going. How is this even possible? Right. Like, I don't. I, I like you said. He's not a. He was a, one guy. He wasn't a ferret farmer or whatever. But he was. <laughs> Or he, but he was like, uh, <laughs> he, um, you know, he just worked some like, you know, 50 grand a year job, or at least it seemed that way. And the, and the wife yeah. was, and the wife works from, uh, doesn't work from home. It's like a housewife. So I'm like, how, how was your budget? And their budget was $500,000, $500,000 to what? update the house. Yes. Like what? after purchase, I'm like, wait a minute. Where did you get an inheritance? Are you just not telling us? You know, that, that has to be it. I mean, we'll talk about unrealistic. Some of these shows, they buy the house already. Yeah. And, and then, then they, they, because they already own it, then they start tearing it up and stuff like that before they even sell it on the show. And I do air quotes with this. Nobody oh, I, can... I know. Like, like I've definitely watched some of those where they, they flip the houses and, yeah. you know, where it's just like, okay, cool. You may have like, but what? But also, for a lot of those shows, what they don't tell you is, especially the ones where they flip it, like where you have the, the random people coming and buying houses, I don't know if it works exactly the same way. But any of those shows where people are like, I don't know if we're going to, if we, if we have the budget to do it, like we had to go over budget on this, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You also have a paycheck coming from the channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if it's HDTV... You're not only making your money, what you're doing with your normal flipping business, blah, blah, blah. You have a paycheck coming from the network. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear, you know, oh, I don't know if we'll be able to do this. Our own mortgage is due and we got to pay a mortgage on another house. So use the extra paycheck you're getting. to, You know, it's like it. it's drama. Sure. It's, it's all drama. Fake. It's all fake. But the way so many people are so like, oh, my God, that's the way it is. Yeah. Oh my God. Or that's the way I should be living in, in terms of feeling like I've succeeded in my life. Like, right. I don't have it a huge place, but I, you know, I like it, and it's home to my, to me and my family. So exactly, what, exactly. You know, and my, I've tried to teach my daughter that it does, it shouldn't matter. Like, strive for whatever you want, when whatever you want to achieve. Right. 
you work for it, you sure, know, and you, true. and you work hard for it. That's not the same thing. Um, and if you achieve and you get whatever big house you want and all that stuff, that's wonderful. But that doesn't mean that that's what you need to have that to be happy. Be, that should not be the goal. And that's not the honest, gold you know? standard of like, right. of, of how, you know, anyone, or it's not even like how anyone generally lives. Most people are not that way. Yeah. You know, kids, you know, are not going to, younger kids are not going to understand like, you know, the 1% versus the, the rest sort of situation. But, right. you know, as they get older, if you prepare them enough for it to, to you know, keep their eyes open. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, like I said, with even with my house where it's, you know, there are things that we want to do, but anything that like, like say an add on, all we want to do is give more private space. The, the size of our house, people have grown up in smaller houses for sure, or smaller homes, you know, for and probably with more people as well. So it's not like we're cramped, but as the boys get older, I would like to give them a little bit more like your room, your room, mine and mommy's room. Mm-hmm. And if we have a little extra space, because like, say, like, especially now that all the core quarantine, the original quarantine is done and we're on to various of other quarantines and how things work. My mother-in-law visits. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would love it if, if, if friends could start visiting from out of town again one day. Yeah. You know, something like that. We would like to have that, an actual extra room if possible. Mm-hmm. You know, something to make it just a little bit more accommodating. Now, does this mean that that's what we have to do? No. If we're ever in a position to do it, yes, we would like to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sitting there going, no, I need to add on like... Basically, a second house at the at, at the back of my current house, and you know, make sure I want my man cave. I want blah blah. blah. I don't need all that shit, no. dude. I mean, you want it. Oh, it would be nice to have. Yeah. And if you can get it, you get it. But, sure. You know, it shouldn't be like that's what it just shouldn't be. What you base being happy it on. Should, yeah, it should. And that's it what's be important your, to tell your, your kids. You need to find that realistic baseline yeah. to to what you want to achieve. You know, so it's, yeah, the the old man tangent here of, damn, the economy and people who have fucking run that shit into the ground. But, well, there's that. And then there's, you know, and there's parents that do teach their kids, you know, that that's that's what's important. And the important thing is the having. I'm a material girl in a material world. How you got there to achieve in the having, that's irrelevant. The having is what's important. Yeah, the, yeah. It's it's the. It doesn't matter how you get it. This yeah. is this is the end all be yeah. all for what you the have ends, to get. The ends and, justify the means, right? Uh, which is what it can be turned into, you know. And I think in a yeah. kid's and as if somebody grows up, it can turn their mind. It's like that's what I need to be happy. I need the money. I need this and that because that's what I need to be happy. Because right. that's what I've always been told is what's important. It's important yeah. to have these things. It's important to have status. It's just important, right? And if you don't, you're not important and unfortunately people can take that seriously take it to heart so when their world when they see the world as it is yeah and it doesn't fit the movie standard or the tv show standard it or whatever them. it can shatter it sh- that reality yeah. shattered man it can bring people down so you know from one geek to another uh any geek parents out there anyone who shares stuff like that with their kids or they you mm-hmm. know the nostalgia of the 80s 90s however you yeah. do it yeah, just just remember to let them know that that's also not. It's you can live in imagination, but yeah. you all, you eventually have to well, come back to the to reality. It's, it's, it's another step in the talks that we've talked about with video games, with certain movies, with certain mm-hmm. shows. Not about what they're actually doing. Yeah, reality versus but, perception. But the, but the way they see 
the the, the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. So you're enjoying this story and and that Encanto, the, the where the house is magical. Obviously, a lot of kids are going to understand, especially by a certain age, that they're not going to live in a magic house. Mm-hmm. But even the size of that house of going like you realize that even if they built it on their own. They're not in a major city. They're blah, blah, blah. You know, they're doing things on their own. They, they're not hiring the contractor to do it. You're building it yourself. Yeah. You know, so it's like you've got to be able to sit there and see something like that and not, you know, like I said, it's the step in the conversation of if you would like something like that one day, sure, just earn it without, but just do it without killing yourself, essentially, is what it comes down to. Or anyone else. Well, it's always well a yeah, good that, rule. that's always a good rule too. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but but yeah, but that also shouldn't be your goal for complete happiness, mm-hmm. as well as the overall thing on that. You know, like if, sure, sure. Would I love a, a bigger house? Like I'll drive by a house and see a way it's built or something. I'd be like, oh, that would be an awesome house. Am I going to bend over backwards? You know, pay double the mortgage to get it for whatever reason somehow and get do this, sell the other house, and blah blah blah. Fuck no. Because mm-hmm. I am happy with the home that we built where it's at. Now, things could change, but I'm not going to force any change either. Yeah. You know? You know, but, you know when I, start, I started making correlations with my daughter uh, watching, um, you know, superhero shows. Like watching The Flash or, you know, Superman and Lois. That's the right. thing. You know, and try to make the correlation. Which I need to catch up on that second. You season. absolutely do, oh, and dude. we're going to do an episode on that. I mind you, and I'm a t- I'm, from a parenting aspect, and well, being we, the Superman universe, and we're going to we, we're going to have. Well, a we've talked about that before. We actually, I think we almost did for season one, but we ended up doing something else. I mm-hmm. think for that for that night. So, but no, no, no. Superman and Lois are de- is definitely going to be. Let me catch up on season two, and we'll definitely have a big Superman and Lois like episode. That, that yeah. I agree. We should absolutely have. We know you're the DC guy. I'm not the biggest DC guy, but I like DC a little bit more than some of the other guys. Yes, you do. So, yes, you do. This you know, that's why I like you. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the reasons. Oh, thanks. Uh, but you know, the, the the you know, to just to top top off that whole, uh, you know, that whole tangent and you know, reality versus fantasy and sure. so on and so forth. When it comes to our kids and what we share with them. I make these correlations in the shows, and I say, "Did you notice something that, like, we'll watch one episode of Flash or one episode of Superman?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, did you notice the, cor- uh, the the correlation with these two characters? And she's like, uh, "That they're both uh, they both have like a lot of money and big houses, and they're really, really like they're just really you know they're powerful." Like, yeah, they're and the, you know, and she'll say that, and I'm like, "Okay, what else did you did you notice anything else?" I was like, "Did you notice all of their family standing around them?" No. What were they always trying to do? Have it's just what she says. Have more, exactly. And yeah. they had they didn't have anyone they loved around them, right? No. Now look at the ones who don't want that. That they, they you know that don't that don't need to have all that to to feel um, validated as a person. You know who do they generally have around them and they're like that? And I said you know their family. Yeah. And I said now that is where reality and fantasy right. can meet up because even in the real world. You know, uh, if you look at all these rich people in the world, like the ones that are definitely in in the, in the public eye, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they don't seem to have the best home life. And I mean, I don't live in their homes, but well, just that, from that's what's also, reported, you know, they don't that's, have. That's the, why they get the TV shows. It's the drama. It's the you right. Know, and that's what people live. 
the the way people live vicariously through this drama is probably a better way to put it on how it's just it's crazy like i'll get wrapped up in stuff sometimes like i I hate reality tv 98 percent of the time but any reality tv i watch i also sit there and go 80 percent of that is made up bullshit Oh, sure it is. You know, but some of these people that, like, especially, like, 10, 20 years ago when reality TV was really picking up, people were eating it up, dude. Like, they were, like, living it. They were, well, like... They thought it was real. Oh, oh yeah. They thought it was, yeah. like, we're just a camera. And I'm, like... I, I tell you, actually, it's funny that you bring that up because just yesterday, I, I the random channel was on TV while I was uh, working. Yeah. Was yesterday, the day before, and Adam ruins everything. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I think it's I actually, True TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like that show. I need to. I want to go yeah. back and watch some more. I'd like watch more of those. Yeah, and so and he was. They they were actually talking about that very thing, right? Okay, they, yeah. they were talking about reality shows, even like Oscars, how they have Oscar parties before, so that oh, yeah. so that the, the movie stars can basically and canvas to have their ones picked. Yeah. Um, well, with the Academy and the shows are often, the reality shows do have scripts. They have sets of writers that basically write all the time and change yep. shit last moment. Just like one, a, of, one of the greatest things I'm glad of where I come from uh, genetically in my family. And because I lost uh, one of my grandfathers when I wasn't even a year old. But, you know, so of course I hear stories throughout my life, which is fine. Yeah, I've always appreciated the stories, especially because you know you get the whole like, oh, you're just like your grandfather when you did that type stuff. One of the greatest things, especially talking about this modern thing that happens, is that my mom would sit there and go, "Your grandfather hated every major award show because all it was was them patting their own backs." Yeah, because even back then, like we're talking about. 60s, 70s and stuff, people knew it back then, just wasn't as rampant because you didn't have the social media, the everything else. Mm-hmm. But it was even known back then to, to some degree, these people were basically sitting there going, hey, you're going to vote for my movie, right? You're going to vote for... And like you said, it's a private party that it's not the public. It's not this and that. It's people... You have to sell it, man. Yeah. it's sell it. It's sucking the proverbial dick of each other, essentially, is what they're doing. Well, yeah, you know, and I, that's that's something that's kind of, I think those walls have been, the reality and fantasy of that all, the walls have been torn fucked down with things like TikTok and social media. Oh, sure, media. a lot of them, yeah. You don't need to go through the same avenues to be famous. You don't need to do anything to be famous. You right. just need to make a video or put yourself out there. Jeez, so, yeah. you know, it changes the game in a lot of ways. It changes but, it, not necessarily for the good either, I, but... <laughs> I forget who said it. I was reading an article. They were talking about the decline of viewers on Golden Globes and the Oscars. Well, yeah. Even for us nerds. I, 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 as long as I can remember, except for the past few years, like I watched the Oscars and the Golden Globes. I loved them. You know, I'd go and I'd yeah. watch them um, or the Emmys. You know, I loved, uh, you know, I just, that's because I loved movies. But I don't do it as much now. And, you know, so much is like, because people don't give a shit. They don't want to, yeah. they don't care. They, why would they care? Just make it private. You want an Oscar, the- great. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and that's that goes into a whole nother, I'll say, subgenre of conversation of where you see less of the cult classics because so, there are so many of those things that people. Well, first off, people are like, I don't have to just watch the mainstream movies anymore. I can find the more independent underground stuff way more easily. Like we we've talked about in our panels on previous Galaxy Cons. Yeah. You know, where we're talking about how the cons have changed and, and, you know, 
finding material like geeky material like movies, comics, and stuff are way easier to find now. They're still considered independent, still underground because they don't have a major label or major distributor to them. Which I'll bring on my, my friends at Flash Delirium LLC. Perfect example. Where you can find their stuff so easily and they're doing shit on their own. Mm-hmm. Distribution, you know, they're, they're working on different things for distribution. But creation and everything, 100% out of pocket on their own. But because of social media, you know, communication-wise, are, are able to get the, the comics out there. Hard copy and digital. Mm-hmm. They're in local stores. They're in stores in Tennessee with, the, with this comic. They have two issues out now. Um, Rabbit's Badass Song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Chris, who I did the interview with. Uh, what, oh, geez, I think that was over a year ago now. Yeah, it has to be. Um, just under. You know, but but it was, which we definitely need to get, I think we need to get Chris back on. Sure. Uh, Chris Elston with Flash Delirium. Wonderful dude. Um, doing great things. Him and his partner. They, they're artist guys in Germany. They're making this comic, and they're doing it completely on their own. Would they have been able to do that 20 years ago? Fuck no. Uh, no, no. no. If, if they did, they, they would have, they, you would have sat there and been like, they come from money. Yeah. To be able to afford what they're doing. Yeah. Because you didn't have the digital, being able to like give each other digital copies of something to work on. The mailing system would have taken forever. You know, all sorts of so stuff. Artists can, I mean, they can work digitally without paper too. What, but 20 years ago? send that file. Yeah. But 20 years ago, a lot harder to do. Well, sure. Still, yeah. But you had to like you had to fucking mail it, right? You had to exactly. mail it. Um, we do have a we do have a couple more things to go over, and I know that you were excited. You had some shout outs you wanted to. I did because, and it's even a lot in what well, we've talked about anywhere from science to getting the word out, um, knowing who the kids are in the world. the The first one is the more uh, I would say more popular one, mm-hmm. and that's going to be for Emily Ken- Calandrelli. Which I'm probably, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I'll tag her in all this, but you guys may know her as Emily's Wonder Lab host, who um, she was just, just had her second child as well. She was pregnant with her first child while doing the show. Unfortunately, that did get canceled off Netflix, but she has popped up with Bill Nye on things. She has done multiple TED Talks. She, I, I've just noticed a higher increase in social media presence, at least from my personal perspective with mm-hmm. her. And I think it's good that people check her out and follow her because not only did she break stereotypes as a woman who's worked for NASA as a engineer on multiple levels, multiple PhDs, multiple master's degrees, blah, 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 you know, the whole list of whatever she has. She could tell you better than I could. But she has done it while starting a family, raising a family, and is out there like part part of what she does, like like you say, like TikTok videos and stuff. Even though I mainly see it on Facebook, mm-hmm. it's the TikTok videos she'll put out. She'll sit there and put out little quips of, "Hey, did you know that astronauts do this while they're in space? They'll do this. Did you know that this actually happened? This is what they do for NASA training. Excuse me. And it's just, and the way she relates to it is so awesome. Like not only for like I sat there, I'm like, cool, I'm learning shit. And, like, this cool, like, 30-second video, even if it's a little tidbit that I may never need ever in life, it's still learning. Mm-hmm. Second off, the way she approaches to children, and I think she has a new show coming out. I didn't get a chance to fully research that before uh, we recorded tonight. But I believe she has a new show coming out that she's worked on. Either way, Emily, 
props to you. I know, I know I made a post through the Facebook page, uh, but I think the stuff that she does is just awesome. You know, I think it's always good. I think it's always good to get. Um, you know, it's important to have the science shows out there. I, I mean, I loved Bill and I growing up, but it's good to see. You know, I've told my daughter I want her to be. You know, to to have as much as open mind, but to question everything and try to learn. And the knowledge yeah. is out there, and she can do anything she wants. We've come a long way from Mr. Wizard. A long way. Which, you know, <laughs> although I loved Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard was awesome. Still kind of weird to randomly have kids come to your house with no other adult supervision. Right. Like, what are the parents? I mean, yeah. but, you know, at that time, who knew? I mean, I guess, science is science, but at the same time, it's like, hold up, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're checking here for, there we go. And I think think it's silly when you Google her. The main thing under her is television presenter. Yeah. That is is the the lowest of the titles she should have. It is. It's crazy how they did it. And they say a professional speaker. Well, she has done multiple TED Talks. Mm -hmm. Official TED Talks. Yes. Yes. So that is true. It's it's not wrong. But... She actually looks like Natalie Portman. A little bit. She do, in some of those pictures she does. So, but but she is she's just fucking badass. Oh, yeah. She's an it's, MIT engineer. Yep. Um, uh, she's been featured as a correspondent on Netflix's Bill Nye Saves the World, and she's an uh, executive producer um, and host of Fox's Exploration Outer Space. That's pretty damn cool. That might be one of the newer ones. That um, Exploration Outer Outer Space one. You should, well, I mean that's. And and first off, and that's the most simplest that, rundown of her too. Yeah, that's the easiest. I, I can't imagine how any a woman, and and this is reading when you had mentioned she, you know, she was pregnant while filming. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she was visibly nine months pregnant. Yes, during the entire filming of the Emily's Wonder Lab. Yes. How I mean, dude, dude, stronger than men. Truth. I'm telling you. Truth. Stronger than men. I know, right? I, I, I don't. I don't. And yes, I'm biased growing up with a single mom, but I'm just, I don't understand the, any male that could that could think any like less of women and their like, the strength that they can show. I, I fucking couldn't do that. Right. Exactly. I mean, my, if I stand on my feet for 20 minutes now alone, my back will hurt, let alone carrying another fucking human in my stomach. Exactly. Well, not my stomach, but you know. Well, if we had a the, the uterus or whatever equivalent, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We just yeah we'll just yeah. I, I'm probably even saying that wrong, so I apologize if I'm if I'm getting my ball if I'm just well, I'm just saying biology words at this point. Well now now that <laughs> now just, that I'm we sorry. now these days where you can pull up information at your fingertips back then you you sadly when you were younger got your shit from movies right like, right Junior wait a guy can have a baby uh, that's weird dude oh that movie yeah that movie was so... makes you makes you question what's real right. Exactly. Thank God for Google, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And um, I did want to give a quick mention to uh, also uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris, who uh, has a page called uh, Special Books by Special Kids. Uh, Chris Ulmer. Excuse me. I want to make sure I get the last name in there as well. Basically, Chris was a former teacher. And I found out him because I I bragged on my oldest niece being a special ed teacher. Mm -hmm. And this is what Chris did for uh, a few years. But what he started doing on the side would be uh, basically videos or talking with families with children who had various disabilities mm-hmm. whether um anywhere from and i and i always hate seeing disabilities but i don't think there's another pc term i guess to just to keep it appropriate uh that i can think of but also 
different autisms, uh, different uh, just spectrums, syndromes, I guess is, is a word that's used a lot in the medical terms sure. for some of these. Um, but what he's done full time now, and he'll he's on Facebook and a couple other things, has a Patreon page of where he full time now goes and interviews the families so that people can be educated more about these syndromes, the different spectrums of autism, different things like that. Spreading like, the knowledge on it. Exactly. And, and that's what, I, what I've totally appreciated what he has done because – and the fact that he does the videos because there are physical things with some of the kids – which shouldn't bother you, but it does bother people. And the fact that he's willing to put it on front street, that these families are willing to put it out on front street of this is our day to day. And I mean, the, the parents give a full breakdown or parent because there are some single parents who on there that I'm just like, holy shit. Like I'm like misty on like some of these stories. Yeah. You know, they, they get heavy, man. Uh, but the fact that they're out there and how they, these people should be part of the normal world. Yes, there are special needs or different needs, I should say. Let's even get even more PC with this because just to be appropriate, I guess. There's needs. That's, there's needs. Needs that are outside as of the, basic or are basic to what, being what we human. Consider but basic, what we right. Yeah, but they need just a little extra so, in that area. But between Emily and Chris Ulmer... I, I just, especially mm-hmm. just, I've seen an uptick with a lot of this stuff, at least when, when I'm going through information. And it's just both of these people are doing great things just for, really for, it, it really is for, as punks for presidents say, it's for the kids. And look, you know? bringing, bringing information to light and bringing it right. out there by word. Which nowadays, because social media is so relied upon, you don't get, uh, you get, you know... Very little of that sort of interaction. Right. But when they, with those people, you, you have to, you know, applaud them for trying to do that because it does have effects, positive effects, yep. you know, real effects. I, we were just, when we were talking about this before we started recording and I was looking up some of the data. Now, in fact, I only looked at the CDC in terms of, uh, in terms well, of diagnose, a diagnosis, so they they you know, and this is just for autism, kind of across the spectrum. This is yes, general, this is right? the autism spectrum in terms of diagnosis, and I'm only gonna I'm basically just boil it down to the surveillance years, just in terms of when they start looking at the numbers of diagnosed versus undiagnosed. You know, let's just say for a fact, like in 2000, where it starts, it might show one in 50, right? So one in 50 kids diagnosed, right? Sort of thing. As you move up. In the years or down on the list, and you know, two thousand four, so you get to like two thousand six, it's one in one ten. You get to two thousand fourteen, it's one in fifty nine. Two thousand eighteen, like one in forty four. So you see where the increase, because the knowing and putting the knowledge out there, and of course the doctors actually having this to base diagnoses on when they're seeing these children, and not just you know whatever may they may have done in the back back in the day or. Decades ago, maybe they threw them in an institution, or right. maybe they well, over-medicated and the, and them, the whatever the case is. For, is. for a lot of autisms or, or different areas of the spectrum is that it can be diagnosed, but that doesn't mean that there has to be a change in what that child does yeah. day Or the day. only change is positive because you can then learn how to... Uh, you know, create the world around them that right. gives them the best chance of success. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I 
And especially, and, and I guess maybe it's because, like, like when we first mentioned on the, the beginning of the episode, like raising Dion, who, yes, it's it's powers, but there's obviously something that sets this child away right. from the other kids. There's that underlining tone and, of having and, to and if you watch raising Dion, there's more different. to it. But again, I don't want to give yeah. it away because it touches more on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, not too many spoilers, but. All the, this episode has definitely come full circle at this yeah. point. I'll, I'll say that much. You know, that's a common thread through being a kid, through being a teenager, is oftentimes, uh, you know, not every, but a lot of kids feel alone or different. Right. And how to acknowledge and see that and show them that that makes them special. Yeah. Not, not, not the feeling alone necessarily, of course, the feeling different, right. but what makes well, you different you is be, what you, makes you You can you. be unique, but not alone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not alone, but you are unique. But you feel alone because there's no one. You feel like there's like you, you or you that have, appreciates yeah, you that about finding you. Finding the mutual yeah. ground, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, for and sure. that's why evolving as parents is having information like that out there, and having yes. having diagnoses so that they can better treat these things or better show you how to live your life around them. And even the kids who aren't even on the on a, on a spectrum like that. But you know that I was reading an article recently talking about the correlation between autism, undiagnosed autism, and suicides, you know, and a certain, you know, yeah. within certain, you know, uh, decades even up till now in terms of the study. Um, and I, again, I, I don't... I can imagine the yeah, numbers I, on that, man. Cool. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I'm not going to go and regurgitate it because, uh, you know, I'll, I believe the study's valid. Um, you know, these things tend to, they come out, they tend, you know, I like to get different sources. This is only yeah. one article I read, but it, it, it got me thinking that that's pretty interesting that, wow. You know, these kids, you know, undiagnosed and they're going through life like this and feeling different and separated and not being able to connect with another human being, which is, by the way, we are hardwired for is connection. Yeah. Um, we are can, social creatures, can, period. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. a lot more, a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot of, they go through that. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty, you know, and, uh, so, I, you know, all you can do is keep an eye out for that. Keep yourself educated. Don't close yourself off as a parent Absolutely. and tell yourself and, and these, that everything just, is fine. And the, and the and Chris when and Emily, couldn't. who we've mentioned, are just two. Let, let me say these are two very easily accessible avenues sure. to use for this information. And that's why I want to make sure it's out there mm-hmm. because very kid friendly, very easy to like you and your child just to watch a couple of Chris's videos to under, you know, to even have an inkling of what is out there and what people can experience. Everybody's different with it. I mean, I can remember when I was in school that some students because of physical or, you know, spectrum syndrome, anything like that were treated not badly, but definitely like totally should have been included more with the school. Yeah, you know this. You know, by the time I graduated high school, things were better, but they should have been better already, and yeah. getting further than what they, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, definitely uh, that's and that's why I love about my niece, who is a special education uh, teacher, um, a, fr- a family friend, Sandy. She's the same. Um, she's always worked with um, special, and I say special education because that's the most broadest term I can think of um, yeah. for all this. And uh, she has always worked with kids like that since mm-hmm. since high school. That's how I know about the way things were done while I was in school. And that takes was a lot because of, of what she did. That takes a lot of fortitude and a lot of strength. And absolutely because because you're human and you're going to get frustrated. Just a fact. Oh and, sure. And, and, sure. And if you're not sure how to to 
to help a situation or if you can't make a situation better, you are going to feel frustrated by it or scared by it. So, you know, to the teachers out there who, 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 who nurture that environment and still, and, and, you know, and go through that, but still keep it together, like more power fucking to you. Hell yeah. Again, you know, I don't know if I could do that. You know, I tell myself, I'm like, there's no way. Oh, I'm too I've, goddamn grumpy as it is. I, I've been with my niece when she's gone through one of her decompression and just needs to talk right. about how the week happened and stuff. And it's just whoa. like, you're almost like, I mean, all right, like, give me your stress. I'll, yeah, I'll take like, it out like of the house. The, she's on the verge of tears a couple times, but it's just like, let it out. Let's, you know, let it out. And unfortunately, she's, of course, old enough now that like I can sit there and be like, all right, let's go. Let, let's have a drink. Talk about it. Let it all out, and then we'll go have dinner with the family. You know, it's that type of thing that we're fortunately have that relationship yeah. with. So. Remember to talk to your kids. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You geek out over whatever the fuck you want. Just remember to talk, but remember to shut up and listen. That's right. And I'm gonna leave it with that. There you go. But this has been another fun catch up episode. Um, I know we we're still brand new in the year for 2022. Thank you guys for bearing with us on a lot of the changes and a lot of the ebbs and flows we've had to go through. But again, that is the parenting world. Uh, the trials and keep tribulations up, that we deal with, man. Yep. So from the Geek Fathers, we thank you for continuing to listen. Now, if you really want to go one step further, you can even see our ugly mugs very, very soon. We have confirmation that Geek Fathers, along with the rest of our uh, Geeks Under the Influence Network showrunners, we officially have our panels for GalaxyCon 2022 in March yes. at the Richmond Convention Center. It's about time. Yes. So March, what is it, 18th through the 20th, I believe. We will definitely be at GalaxyCon now. It was It was a maybe before. We will definitely be at GalaxyCon as soon as we have times and uh, more details on the panels, we will definitely let you know. But you know, we'll have a couple panels through, uh, each day throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're expanding anymore. I know Hobbit would would help out with sometimes with like a, a podcasting one on one panel, but I don't know if he's doing anything extra so far this year. But all of our major shows will be there: um, GUI, um, Geek Fathers, of course, From the Mouths of Madness. I'm pretty sure Beautiful Disasters. Uh, why do I feel like I'm missing something? You are. I am. It's just your age. But if you want to check all the shows, of course, <laughs> just go to GUIPodcast.com. Fuck you, Kyle. GUIPodcast.com, guys. We'll definitely be updating there. Of course, through all the social media as well. Um, Facebook, we're the Geek Fathers. Twitter, at Geek Father 1, at Geek Father the number 1. Instagram, I believe we are Geek Father GUI. If I remember that title correctly, I'm tr- again. I'm trying to be better about our social media presence, other than just Facebook occasionally or something. But guys, we're we're going to keep you updated. Um, like I said, with times, dates, um, definitely some more designs, more fun stuff. That's right. A lot of a lot of good things should be happening with 2022. We're going to be um, still working on some fun things for the, that we do a little bit differently with the show, even if it's just um, doing a kind of offshoot on a couple things. But that's part of it. I, again. The ebbs and flows of parenthood. That's right. That's what we do. But uh, go to... Uh, I can't even think now. Jeez. Go to GUIpodcast.com? 
Yes, and then I was going to say also remember to click on um, see our friends at T Public. That's right for you should, you should the merchandise that yeah. we make designs for. Yes, man, I am. See, this, this is what happens when I get on my get out of rhythm, man. That's, I just blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I got one more year until I start having those type of oh, memory shut defects. Shut the hell up! <laughs> uh, I'm. Come on, old man, Jebediah. Let's wrap it up. No, you definitely go to tpublic.com. Yes, there's tons and tons of designs from all we, different we, shows. All the different shows. We keep an average of, or I should say, Hobbit is good about keeping an average of thirty plus designs right. up there at a time. We're gonna try to throw a couple of ours up there. Yeah, well, again, just a matter of sitting down and actually creating them. There, there are some ideas there. It's just yeah. put them together. We got to format them a certain way and do all that. And neither of us so, sitting here are are quote unquote artists. We, so. we well, we're just not pro. Efficient with uh, the programs either needed to do it or efficient. No, I mean I can use it. I can use the program. Okay. I know how to use the program. So uh, but efficient and creative uh, and uh, you know very creative. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, we'll we'll figure that part out, guys. We'll let our kids just 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 make a T-shirt. That's what there we're gonna do. There you go. See, yeah, the the ideas flow. We just have to make sure we institute them. Well, now into... we got it recorded. So that's that's good. true. We'll go that, back for reference. Hold us to our word, people. Yeah. But thank you very much. We man, it's been a great old man tangent to wrap up this episode. We're glad to be back. We're gonna keep going strong with 2022. Uh, a couple more episodes, but we definitely hope to see everybody at GalaxyCon. And GalaxyCon will also be doing virtual photo ops and virtual panels, Q and A's, stuff like that as well. So <sighs> if you still do not want to physically be out in public or cannot. You can still catch up with things happening that weekend. Yeah, just so. hop on to, yeah, I think it's galaxycon.com and then hit yeah, the Richmond Go to the Richmond yeah. event separately. And yes. they'll show you everything they got there. There's a hell of a lineup this year. Yes. A hell of a lineup. Great celebrities coming in, a local, regional, and some bigger ones that have definitely made the name. So, guys, join us there. Join us in the meantime, but just don't forget to join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. 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 <laughs>